Well, you can talk about film. Gotta be quicker than this. You can talk about film with a philosopher's zeal or measure them all by box office appeal, but for once in your life... Be real! Welcome one and all to Be Real, guys. It is our movie reviewing podcast. This is a mini episode for... Uh, I think the number one movie in America right now, uh, The Revenant, or at least it was last what week. What is that, on... Dirty Grandpa? Well, okay, La- or at least it was last week. <laughs> I'm Chance Solem Pfeiffer. I'm Noah Ballard. And uh, joining us today in the uh, inaugural happening of the segment, The Kozel Proposal, is our friend and cinema enthusiast, Joe Kozel. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. We're really excited you're here. Yeah, I always knew that my dedicated fanship to the podcast would pay off someday. How about this? I'll I'll we'll get we'll get to the Kozel proposal in uh in a minute. What in this story of of Hugh Glass, who's the the guide on a on a frontier fur trapping expedition trying to survive after uh, he's attacked by a bear and his son is killed. Um is this an interesting contrast to Birdman, which I rewatched last night in Yuritu's last movie? Because that movie, I was thinking, has all these like blindingly cool asides and no central idea, in my opinion. And this is a movie that is has only its central idea. Does that work for you guys? Yeah, I actually was thinking about that today. Um, I've watched Birdman like twice in the past week because I like that movie a lot. Birdman was like a super like thinky movie. There's a lot of like different intellectual ideas going on at the same time. And I liked the contrast with that in The Revenant in that it's just like a very like visceral, sensory, singularly focused idea. See, I'm going to have to disagree with you both that the singular idea in um, Birdman was both the production of this Broadway play and a man's quest for immortality through his art. So, and then with the Revenant, you have your basic revenge story, but because of the natural elements that are brought in, you know, with the bear, with the sun, with the, the native American guy who's like eating that Buffalo with his bare hands through like the run-ins with this other, uh, this other tribe that's looking for this daughter and those French people too, that I think that the joy of watching the Revenant came mostly from these, again, I think Inaritu is really good at these sort of weird, interesting asides to a pretty simple, what could be a pretty simple movie. I ain't afraid to die anymore. You use the word joy. I find all those asides kind of incidental and underwritten, but I'm curious about, you had joyful moments watching this movie? Well, yeah. I mean, you're following this guy, and it's you're getting the sort of... I mean, I think the trick and, yes, the joy of this movie is is trying to sort of synthesize the same sensory experience as this guy you know, as gross and cold and uncomfortable and infuriating as it is. I mean, I think, I think that's where the movie sort of, 
you know, finds its resonance. And I think that's the same thing too with Birdman is that, you know, it's done in a different style, this sort of stream of consciousness, consciousness, one shot thing. But I think you're still sort of, Inaritu is interested in synthesizing what it's like to be this main uh, protagonist and what their experiences is like and whether it's sort of going through a psychotic breakdown while your career is ruining itself or whether it's navigating and understanding time while you're completely on your own against the elements, I think is, you know, what makes his at least later movies so watchable and so interesting and so important. And I mean, it's nothing that hasn't been said a bunch of times, but like you really can't say enough about the the opening scene and the bear attack and the climactic fight scene are like the stuff that like movies in their most idealistic sense try to do and that's amaze you and just like show you something that you haven't seen before in in these cases like in kind of a terrifying way like i don't know if i couldn't even put like come up with a a comparable thing like maybe mad max for that feeling of physical danger as like the cameras like walking you through that opening camp scene and you feel like oh hello i'll meet this person though they're instantly dead um like that's a really kind of scary feeling well the first scene reminded me a lot of and because it's the same cinematographer of the opening scene from gravity where you have Mm -hmm. like kind of an innocuous day at the office but not a day at the office that you the viewer understand and then like everything quickly goes to hell and then the movie doesn't really stop to give you context or perspective. It just sort of rolls along in its own style until it comes to its inevitable conclusion. The safe thing to do is track a new course back up online. Then what we gonna do? Sit out there like a bunch of goddamn ducks. You and your half-free son get to walk on out. I'm talking to you. Joe, you wanna hit us with the Kozel proposal? So, uh, I, Joe Kozel, make the proposal that even though there's, like, the, you know, revenge, like, motivation, most of the movie is, like, spent trying to see how, like, uh, Hugh Glass, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, survives in nature. And in these kinds of movies, you know, like, the natural world becomes a character in itself. And my Kozel proposal is that this movie, The Revenant, does that better than any other movie and that we get like a more complex view of nature as a a character and a force to be reckoned with than anything presented beforehand. Uh, Specifically in like this movie's ability to not like simplify what the natural world could be. Like a lot of times it could be seen as overly serene or overly brutal, but in this movie particularly, I like that those things exist at the same time. Um, like while he's getting mauled by a bear, there's like small bear cubs also around just being an innocent, untouched part of nature. I really like that. And I think just to jump off of it, like I had the same feeling, and this is surely connected, about uh, when you have the things like the rebirth imagery, like the crawling inside of the horse. I like that. Oh yeah. And oh, and also when, when the guy makes him the, like the mini sort tent, of sweat yeah. lodge to, to, yeah, to keep him warm. That those, those things that I think could have been like more surreal and like weirder that they all 
came out of physical possibilities that were there to begin with. I think I appreciate it. I think if there had been more magical realism, uh, it wouldn't have sat quite as well with me. I felt like the only thing that really annoyed me about this movie was like the gladiator wife dream sequences that if this movie had a better, like not that I don't like the into the pot already boiling kind of exposition that this movie has, but I think if it had like an epilogue that they ultimately tease throughout the movie when we're in this village and you see like when he inevitably like adopts this kid who becomes his quote unquote son and his getting together with this woman and like, everything that happens there, I feel like you don't need the dream sequences and it would have rooted the movie in a more human way where you just care about this guy because you've seen this shitty thing that happened to him and then here's the rest of the movie starting with him some years later. I agree with you on that and I think it gets at a problem that I have in this movie, which is just that Leo, like I know why he took this role and if they want to give him the oscar for um the very obvious physical and environmental struggle that that was then this is fine but i think in some ways and it belies all the effort that clearly went into this i think in some ways he's kind of just in a narrative sense he shows up and we're kind of supposed to know what that means because this is what his third movie after shutter island and inception where he has having flashbacks to a dead wife like it it takes away it's another movie that takes away the true like moments of characterization from leo and instead what you get you're basically i find a dissatisfaction in the movie being like and here's leonardo dicaprio and you know he's a good guy and you know he's really gonna fight for it and here we go and i don't sometimes i feel like endurance just the endurance and pain are not a replacement for me having moments where I actually appreciated his acting. There was no moment in this movie where I was like, ooh, nice nice acting moment from Leo there, you know? Right. Yeah. And it kind of, his performance kind of reminded me of, and not that it's, I mean, it's a movie that's certainly flawed, but like, think about how Leo played this movie where there's very little dialogue and very little, until except in the beginning and the ends, of other people to play off of. Uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway and how feeling how feeling that performance is compared to Leo, who I mean, I think this is the best performance he's probably ever given, but I don't know that it's like the best performance ever given. Well, I just really hope he gets the stupid trophy so we can kind of see what he like wants to do (laughs) instead of what he feels like he has to do. Yeah, he should win the Oscar this year and then sign like a 12 picture deal with like Antoine Fuqua to do like just a bunch of <laughs> middle of the road action movies until <laughs> no. he retires. Okay, no, I give him a cape, put him in a cape. Just he'll, he'll just pull like a full Denzel, like win his Oscar and then just really like just cash in. Let's see. What else? Can we talk about Tom Hardy? Yes. I think Tom Hardy, by contrast, is like that's the more interesting role because you get to see he has stories to tell and lies to tell and things to rationalize. I think his menace is more convincing than Leo's supposed goodness. 
Yeah, his three quarters of a head is far, far more uh, compelling than Leo's, you know, bear claw scars or whatever. What an accent, though. I saw an interview with him about the accent, and he, someone asked him about it, and he, he just kind of wrote it off, and he was like, oh, I just, I went to Missouri once, and they talked like that. <laughs> and I don't know what part of Missouri he was in, but... Uh, Right. I don't want to go there anytime soon. Do you guys want to you want to close in on a rating here? Yeah, Certainly. Joe, since you're the guest, why don't you uh start oh. us off here? Uh well, I think the 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 first good is pretty inevitable. The cinematography is awesome and it's beautiful and uh I enjoyed all the performances. Uh then I would give it a good cuz I can watch, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio get punished for two and a half hours. So good, good for me. Chance? Uh, it's going to be a good, bad for me. I I really could not imagine watching this movie again for another, like, couple years. I mean, it's those those scenes are amazing, and I think they will live in my memory as something that will inevitably draw me back to it. But I cannot forget for a while that the movie is, like, 40% crawling, and like trying to create that very uh, inuritu sort of motion by just kind of like attacking someone's face with the camera. And I don't think that's, I think between those things and the fact that I did not like the side interactions with the Native Americans or the French people that seemed very token, um, I'm not eager to watch it again anytime soon. Good, bad. I'm going to go ahead and give it a good good because this, uh, in my opinion, of the movies I've seen so far from 2015 is the best movie. Uh, And I have to still check out Spotlight and a couple of the other Best Picture nominees. But so far, Uh, I think this is hands down the front runner for Best Picture of the Year. So good good from me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at Be Real Guys. Uh, Joe Kozel, thanks for the inaugural Kozel proposal. That was oh, great. Thanks. All right. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Bye, everyone. <laughs>